When I was a little girl, I loved to play with Legos. I loved opening a new Lego container to see what bricks I would find inside. I loved the possibility and potential of what could be created and assembled. Sometimes I would follow the Lego instructions and build a structure based on their design specifications. And sometimes I would use my imagination to build a structure of my own design. Legos are simple plastic bricks, pretty basic. Lego bricks come in a variety of shape, size, color, and function. Some are small, some are large, some have only one connector divot, some are wheels and doors. Some Lego pieces are even people. You can have two or more Lego bricks that are exactly the same. But what makes Lego bricks so popular? What sets Legos aside from other blocks or play construction toys? Legos are specifically designed and made to connect with other Lego bricks. There are millions of ways for the builder to use each Lego brick in combination and in conjunction with other Lego bricks. The sky's the limit when it comes to what the builder can create with available Legos. Throughout our connectability sermon series, we have learned that we are created with the capacity to connect in loving relationships with God, with other people, and with ourselves. We connect with God by loving God with our emotions, our minds, and our bodies. We connect with other people by loving them through friendship, acceptance, and courage. We connect with ourselves by loving ourselves as we love other people. Last week, Pastor Vance reminded us that we love ourselves with humility by remembering that we are beloved creations of the God of the universe. We remember that we are human beings made from humus, the same atoms that make up the dirt of the ground and the stardust of the universe. It's true. We are dirt. But in God's eyes, we are good dirt, deeply loved and known by God. As Psalm 139 reminds us, God formed our inward parts. God knit us together in our mother's wombs. We praise God for we are fearfully and wonderfully made. As good dirt, we are created for a purpose and have so much potential within us. Today, I want us to imagine that we are like Legos in the hands of God the innovative and creative builder of the universe. And like Legos, we come in a variety of shapes, sizes, colors, experiences, abilities, and gifts. Today's scripture lesson from 1 Corinthians chapter 12 tells us there are different spiritual gifts, but the same spirit. There are different ministries and the same Lord. And there are different activities, but the same God who produces them all of them and everyone. The same spirit, Lord, and God is the builder of the universe who created each and every one of us. As God created us, 
God also gives to us different gifts, ministries, and activities. Friends, you have spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts are abilities that specifically come from God. They're named in various places in the Bible as being roles that were lived out in early church communities. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 names the following spiritual gifts. Demonstration of the Spirit, wisdom, words of knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, miracles, prophecy, discernment, speaking in tongues, and interpretation of tongues. If you Google spiritual gifts, you will find various lists of spiritual gifts and what they mean. For instance, when I've done spiritual gifts assessments, pretty consistently, I come up with the same top two gifts, and sometimes they switch orders. Uh, but my top two spiritual gifts are always leadership and administration. Maybe that's why I'm serving as your executive pastor here at First Church. But these gifts, while I have nurtured them and developed them in my life, they are from God. They are specific abilities that God has given me for the work in and through God's church. Friends, you have spiritual gifts that God has given you for the building up of God's church, of God's body here on earth. If you've not ever taken a spiritual gifts assessment, then I encourage you to do so. It's helpful to learn more about ourselves and to consider how we may put these God-given gifts into action to serve God and to serve other people. In the sermon notes for today, I've included a link to a free spiritual gifts assessment uh, for you to try that out, uh, to explore and to maybe learn more about yourself and to consider how you might use your unique gifts in service. While these spiritual gifts are mentioned in the Bible, God also gifts us with our personalities, our interests, and our abilities. There are extroverts, introverts, and ambiverts, those people that are somewhere in the middle. There are people who like to be in the spotlight and those who prefer to be behind the scenes. Some, are, some of you are gifted with the passion and ability to sing. And some of you are enabled to make a joyful noise to the Lord without any microphone or amplification. All that we are, who we are, comes from God. You are a gift from God. Your personality, your passions, your knowledge, your abilities, they are all gifts from God. There is beautiful diversity in these gifts. We do not all have the same gifts. I appreciate people with the gifts of wisdom and discernment. They are helpful in my life, uh, providing good counsel, asking me good questions, and they help me make better, more faithful decisions. I'm grateful for the people who have these other gifts in my life. And yet, there's also beautiful similarity in these gifts. The similarity comes from the common source of these gifts. All of these gifts come from God. The same God who also gave us life designed us with these gifts. 
spiritual gifts are not something that we conjure up on our own. We can't force them upon ourselves or other people. We cannot go to the store and buy them. They're indeed gifts or presents to us from God. God gives these abilities to us as God wants each person to have these abilities. Our role is to receive the gifts that God has given to us and to put them into action. You see, spiritual gifts are connectable. They enable us to connect with ourselves, with God, and with other people. Spiritual gifts connect us with ourselves. When we take time to learn more about ourselves, our gifts, our personalities, and our abilities, we uncover gifts and interests that we had within us that perhaps we didn't even know that we carried. As part of this process, we may take a spiritual gifts assessment in order to reveal for the first time or to confirm our God-given gifts. When we take this time to look at ourselves, to inventory ourselves, we recognize and own our own strengths. The flip side is that we can also recognize our own weaknesses or challenges. This process of looking at ourselves, of assessing our gifts and our abilities, allows us to continue to develop and to become the people that God has created us to be. Ancient Greek philosophers, they developed a phrase for this process that when tr- and translated into English is, know thyself, know yourself. We might call this process self-awareness. It's the process of knowing ourselves, knowing our gifts and our abilities so that we might say yes to the opportunities where we can use our gifts, use our abilities, use our experiences to connect with the world around us, to serve the world around us. We say yes to opportunities that bring joy and fulfillment to us. We say yes to these opportunities to use our gifts, to put them into practice where they can do good for others and for the world. We know ourselves and our gifts because sometimes we say no to opportunities that are not the best fits for us. That's not where we can best utilize our time and our abilities. We say no so that perhaps other people with those better gifts might step in and serve in those capacities. Spiritual gifts connect us with God. Our gifts come from God. As we acknowledge and receive those gifts, we seek God's direction for how to use these gifts for God's purposes in the world. As we use these spiritual gifts, we commune with the Spirit who is present in the midst of us and in the midst of our gifts. In his book, New Seeds of Contemplation, Thomas Merton says, our vocation is not simply to be, but to work together with God in the creation of our own life, our own identity, 
our own destiny, to work out our identity in God. God gives us spiritual gifts so that we can collaborate and cooperate and work together with God to create our own life, to work out our identity. That's our life's purpose, to work together with God, to fully become the people God has created and designed us to be. Friends, spiritual gifts connect us with other people. Often we can relate and connect with people who share the same gifts as us. We feel like we're in sync because we can use the same gifts and work together and multiply our efforts. We relate to people when we serve people who are in need of us and our gifts. When we encounter folks who have gifts that are different from us, when we find ways for our gifts to, to work together, to fit together, we're able to do far more than we could accomplish or do on our own. If we're honest with ourselves, sometimes when we look at other people, perhaps we're jealous of the gifts and the abilities of other people. We see what they have and we feel like maybe our gifts are not enough. Perhaps we feel somehow inferior. Perhaps we wish we were more like those other people and that we had their gifts. And so sometimes we tend to put ourselves down, to ignore, to belittle our own gifts and abilities because they don't look like other people. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 27 anticipates this human desire to see some gifts as more desirable than others. Here are these words from the message. You can easily see how this kind of thing works by looking no farther than your own body. Your body has many parts, limbs, organs, and cells. But no matter how many parts you can name, you're still one body. It's exactly the same with Christ. By means of his one spirit, we all said goodbye to our partial and piecemeal lives. We each used to independently call our own shots. But then we entered into a large and integrated life in which Christ has the final say in everything. This is what we proclaimed in word and action when we were baptized. Each of us is now a part of Christ's resurrection body, refreshed and sustained at one fountain, his spirit, where we all come to drink. The old labels we once used to identify ourselves, labels like Jew or Greek, slave or free, are no longer useful. We need something larger, more comprehensive. I want you to think about how all this makes you more significant, not less. A body isn't just a single part blown up into something huge. It's all the different but similar parts arranged and functioning together. If the foot said, I'm not elegant like hand, embellished with rings, I guess I don't belong to this body. Would that make it so? If ears said, I'm not beautiful like eye, limpid and expressive, I don't deserve a place on the head, would you want to remove it from the body? If the body was all eye, how could it hear? If all ear, how could it smell? As it is, we see that God has carefully placed each part of the body right where God wanted it. 
But I also want you to think about how this keeps your significance from getting blown up into self-importance. For no matter how significant you are, it is only because of what you are part of. An enormous eye or a gigantic hand wouldn't be a body, but a monster. What we have is one body with many parts, each its proper size and in its proper place. No part is important on its own. Can you imagine eye telling hand, get lost, I don't need you? Or head telling foot, you're fired, your job has been phased out? As a matter of fact, in practice, it works the other way. The lower the part, the more basic and therefore necessary. You can live without an eye, for instance, but not without a stomach. When it's a part of your own body you are concerned with, it makes no difference whether the part is visible or clothed, higher or lower. You give it dignity and honor just as it is without comparisons. If anything, you have more concern for the lower parts than the higher. If you had to choose, wouldn't you prefer good digestion to full-bodied hair? The way God designed our bodies is a model for understanding our lives together as church. Every part dependent on every other part. The parts we mention and the parts we don't. The parts we see and the parts we don't. If one part hurts, every other part is involved in the hurt and in the healing. If one part flourishes, every other part enters into that exuberance. You are Christ's body. That's who you are. You must never forget it. You are Christ's body in connection with other people. Your gifts are part of Christ's body in connection with the gifts of other people. When we connect with other people and collaborate with our gifts, the similarities and the differences of our gifts bring both beautiful diversity and beautiful unity to the body of Christ. And together, our gifts have the potential and power to create common good. Each week over the course of this sermon series, Pastor Vance and I have challenged you to practice a method of connectability. This week, I challenge you to reflect on your gifts. How has God designed you? What abilities and spiritual gifts has God given to you? Reflect on those. And then intentionally practice or act upon one of those gifts every day this week. Consider how when you've acted out, acted upon that spiritual gift, that in doing so you have connected with God, with other people, or with yourself. Friends, you and I, we are good dirt. We have the potential to cultivate life by being exactly who we were created to be, exercising the gifts that God has given to us. You and I are also like Lego bricks. Our personalities, experiences, abilities, and gifts form the shape of you, form the shape of me. By themselves, our shapes, our pieces cannot do very much. But when you connect Lego pieces together, when you and I connect with each other and collaborate with our gifts, then we can be and do more together 
than we could ever be or do on our own. When you and I connect with each other, we are connected in the body of Christ. There are millions of ways for God, the master builder, to use you and me in combination and in conjunction with each other. The sky's the limit when it comes to what God, our builder, can create with you and me and our available gifts. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for the life that you have breathed into us. We thank you for the gifts that you have lavishly bestowed upon us. We thank you for the opportunity to work with you, to collaborate with you, to cooperate with you. As we use our gifts in service to others, in service to the common good, in service to your kingdom work on this earth. God, we pray that we can join together with you, we can join together with others. And be part of your beautiful and unique masterpiece. We pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen.